I'm Kate Daniels. We might be thinking about Thanksgiving already, but before we submerse ourselves there, we need to give some important focus to this period of medical enrollments, and very specifically to the Medicare enrollment period. J.O. has absolutely dedicated himself to the very fine details, and there are a mountain of them, and he's done this so we can better understand the path. Jay is the author of Maximize Your Medicare, Qualify for Benefits, Protect Your Health, and Minimize Your Costs. This summarizes the details J.O. is here to share with us this morning. J.O., good morning. It's wonderful to welcome you back once again to have a very good and important conversation. I've missed you, Kate. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> well, you are welcome. I uh, Yes, I think this could definitely be an annual, if not more regular, kind of conversation. But yes, fortunately, we are having this opportunity once again. And a big thing right now is uh, a lot of the medical enrollments. Medicare, of course, is one of the big ones. And I'm thinking that it's uh, important because more boomers are uh, into that retirement age, more people are needing to take advantage of it. But there's also details about people who are already on Medicare. So I think we can uh, touch base on all of that, can't we? You're absolutely right, Kate. I mean, the train keeps rolling meaning that, you know, over 63 million approximately on Medicare today, and the $10,000 person per day trend will continue throughout the baby boomer generation. So we are in the annual election period. It has started on October 15th. It is going to end on December 7th. That leaves us precious little time because you have the unrestricted right to change your Part D plan. You have your unrestricted right to enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan, of which there are, on average, 30 approximately per county everywhere throughout the United States. Which then translates to, oh my gosh, there are so many options. I am swimming in information. I have no idea what I should do. It is very difficult and daunting it can be because the extra features that you see, commercials and advertisements, maybe received mail, those aren't factually wrong necessarily, but it does leave a challenge in terms of what is the vital information that every individual would have to make a selection amongst the 30 plans, and that's only for Medicare Advantage. For persons on Part D plans, another very complicated soup of prescription drug coverage plans, pharmacies, in order to try to get the access to medications at the price that fits your budget. So even before getting to that point, I think some of us could experience the confusion of there's part A, there's part B, there's part D. Do I need it all? Probably I do if it's there, but how do I decide that? <laughs> it is tough stuff, just like you just said, Kate. In fact, you know, crazy people write 200-page books for a decade with 100 <laughs> footnotes just on the, the singular topic. <laughs> Present company so, excluded, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Present company very much included. <laughs> so the absolutely maximizer Medicare is there. Uh, it's 10 years old now, or it's a 10th iteration, if you will, 
to basically explain the different parts. I describe the federal card, the Medicare card, as like a very good chassis to a car. Uh, there is There are unrestricted rights into this chassis when you turn 65. That said, the chassis is incomplete. Therefore, depending on who you are, how much health care services you actually need, and then, of course, financial resources, insurance being a financial contract. All of these things, pretty complicated and unique from person to person. So you'll want to make sure that you understand the parts correctly and the enrollment windows correctly. But from that point, Kate, I don't want to be David Downer. The reality is, is that the power, the rights and options that the consumer has access to is unlimited as long as you understand the rules. If you do understand the rules, then very, very positive, very high satisfaction rates for Medicare, Medigap, Medicare Advantage, especially compared to individual health insurance or your employer-sponsored coverage. Well, that certainly feels like a huge weight lifted knowing that that's the case. But I think what is captured in there is we do need to be well-informed to be able to do yes. that. And so, of yes. course, one great way, and, and it is a, is a book, but we also have your website, but your book, Maximize Your Medicare, really does go into the details, and it behooves us to educate ourselves with it. I think it's so important, Kate, as, I mean, everyone is getting older through time, of course, but the likelihood of running into health care costs, of course, increases with age. Uh, people know this. This is not a Jay splitting atoms or <laughs> revealing anything groundbreaking. But Medicare is that place where you can best deal with health care cost bills and at a budget that fits every person. As long, again, once again, as long as you understand the rules properly. Then, then I'm confident because we have guided persons around the country from every background to a spot that fits that person, their health care needs at a price that they can afford. That's key. So getting kind of very basic about it, one mm. of the first things would be, and you mentioned turning 65, that at that that's a number where... Uh, regardless of whether a person is continuing to work, you still do need to enroll in Medicare. Is that right? Well, I would put it this way, Kate, and it's a great question, especially since so many more people are working beyond 65 as Social Security's full retirement age is now above 65 at 66 and a half approximately and then scaling to 67, is that you'll want to do the comparison prior to turning 65, irrespective of whether or not you are working or not. And it is not necessarily to avoid the late enrollment penalties if you are covered. The question, though, is whether or not Medicare would serve your needs better at a price that is superior for yourself, your household, or whether or not staying with your employer-sponsored plan is the preferred is the best route for you. That varies wildly from household to household, location to location, employer to employer. 
So I strongly recommend to persons that even if you are covered by your employer, dear employer, that you'll want to check out the details in order to make sure you get it right because the amount of money that the different results yield is not $50 a year. It is, it can be thousands of dollars a year difference. So it's big enough that you that you'll want to pay attention for sure. So this does feel rather complex or feels heavy. So really we need some guidance, guidance like from a professional like yourself and through reading the book, but perhaps even direct communication to really unravel all of that. Is Am I reading that correctly? I, I think you're spot on, Kate. And the, the reason it may feel like the commercials are too vague or maybe Jay's being too vague at the moment is because we can't overgeneralize from household to household that my cloned twin two states away, even if we share DNA, that doesn't mean that we would choose the same plan at all because the plans available will be different. The prices are different. The personal financial circumstances are different, even if our health were exactly the same. So as a result, my cloned brother three states away may come to a different decision than I, but we could both be rational. We could both have made the correct or fitting decision for our circumstance. That's how complicated it is, which is why I highly encourage people to understand the rules and then adopt their own sense of how important is this? How important is the money to this? How, what is the combination for your household that fits best? So again, looking at then kind of the the elementary aspect, the basics of it, part A is something that everyone needs to enroll in and has, correct? Part A is hospital, and you are eligible to enroll in part A when you turn 65, the first of the month that you turn 65. There are a couple of exceptions beyond today's conversation, but you are eligible to apply and the coverage would begin on the first of the month that you turn 65. Now, in general, that is the base case. However, in this day and age, when there are health savings accounts, HSA, which is being you know, promoted by employers so that people can have tax-free savings, for example, for health care costs in the future, you cannot have Part A and make contributions into an HSA. So these are the nuances that we've got many, many rules or base case principles, ideas, but immediately we have important exceptions, and there are many. Uh, and that's not to be discouraging because, for the most part, the exceptions, the exceptional cases, the caveats that I would mention throughout the book are largely in the consumer's favor, largely. Not all, but largely. Although, so let's just kind of unravel that one a little. Part A covers yes. hospital, but you cannot use your HSA account or you cannot have an HSA account 
when you have that, where it seems that account really helps you uh, have those savings, medical savings? You can have the account. What I'm saying is you cannot make contributions into the account. Ah. The HSA account is owned by the person. The person is the owner, the individual, not the company, no one else. It's attached to your name. And in some employers, the employer can make contributions into the employee's account. They cannot do that if you have a Part A in place and are covered. Okay. The HSA account itself remains. That is yours. That's yours forever. It's a question about when, and people are trying to fund into the HSA to save for future health care costs for their family, for example. Mm-hmm. That is all entirely valid. But my point is, is that it is commonly known, commonly believed, that you just enroll in Part A when you turn 65 in 100% of the cases. It can't be 100 I'm just saying, and the reason of spending time with you and as many persons as will have me is because, yes, that is true in general, but the number of times that there are exceptions, that is also widespread in a country where there are six, more than 60 million people on Medicare with different employers and different circumstances. Right. So the thing that really occurs to me with all of us moving toward this age of 65, if we do continue to work and if we choose to continue, say, with the employer insurance, we do, though, have to enroll in Medicare at age 65 the beginning of the month that we turn that age, correct? No, not necessarily, Kate, Uh, meaning that if you're covered by your employer. The reality is is that you don't have to enroll in Medicare at all. Now, Part A, we spoke about the base case. Generally, the reason it's the base case to enroll in Part A is because it has no premium if you qualify under the criteria set by the SSA, which in general means that you have paid taxes for 10 years. And that also includes if you're the spouse of someone who is eligible. But if you are covered by your employer and you also separately have prescription drug plans, which Medicare has ruled to be something called credible coverage, and that's a specific term, then you don't need to enroll further in Medicare and you can also not be penalized. That is entirely valid. That said, I'm also stopping short of saying then you always stay with your employer 100% of the time. That is also something that should be challenged because it can be that Medicare in the private market is superior. And by superior, what I mean is even if all of the details of coverage are the same, the price can be lower. Or price can be higher, but the coverage is far better. And I mean objectively speaking. I'm not talking about subjectively. I mean, literally, you can compare line item to line item. So this is the issue and the challenge. In fact, compared to when we first talked years ago, 
the reality is it's become more complicated because more people are working beyond 65 as a result of the fact that the full retirement age continues to increase. Right. Yes, it does make my head kind of spin a bit, (laughs) which is why it's important to talk. Yeah, absolutely. And you just said something about Medicare coverage in the business sector. Is that the Part B then? Because I think of Part A as being our government, federal, Social Security coverage. Yes, well, it comes, Part A, you don't have to pay for it as a result of the fact that you've paid part of your withholding is into Medicare. Part B, which is the second line on the federal card, federal Medicare card, is medical. And this does have a premium. Now, the premium next year is going to be just under $165.164.90 for most persons. This is elective, meaning that if you have health insurance, then you can not enroll in Part B and just simply enroll when you retire without penalty. Now, this is the source of a great amount of misunderstanding. I'm also not saying that you should always do that because in certain cases, depending on your location, depending on what is available in your location and what you need, the fact is that you could purchase Medigap or be a Medicare Advantage member, which costs $0 in many locations nationwide. And you may have better access to healthcare providers. You may have lower deductibles. You have lower out-of-pocket maximum than under employer-sponsored plans. That is entirely possible. Again, we can't overgeneralize because every employer has a different plan. And every location has different price points, and every then person has health different health care needs. So again, a complicated soup, Kate. It is. So the Medicare Advantage is a, a particular plan that we would purchase and not get the Medicare B, but choose to enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan, which comes from an individual insurance company. Is that right? You do uh, need to purchase, meaning you need to be enrolled in Medicare Part B, in order, both A and B, in order to become a Medicare Advantage member. Okay. So you need to have Part B is the short answer. The Medicare Advantage plans are administered by carriers, and... They change every year. All of the details change every year, which means that it's important to understand the differences amongst the plan so that you can receive the benefits that fit your situation the best. Yes. And that's a private decision, really. But, you know, even with this short a conversation so far, it already feels so complicated to try and unravel that. And and we need to analyze it every year. So I can appreciate how it is really something that you might want to just pull the blanket over your head and say, you know what, I think I'm going to take a longer nap. It can feel like that. That said, I 
again, don't want to be negative. And even it may sound like this is a dizzying number of factors. My main suggestion to people is to understand the building blocks very well at the beginning. Because we live in a society where we have lots of different information in little fragments. And there's a lot of noise. But if we have the basic building blocks correct, then the other factors, the plans are going to change, the prices are going to change. However, the way of thinking through it will not change. Meaning that when do the penalties occur? When do you have to enroll? What is important to the person? Do they need to have 20 specialists or do they never go to the doctor? That changes what would fit their budget and their priority list, which is a private one. And so step one, though, is to understand how the building blocks work. That's why I wrote Maximize Your Medicare because right from the beginning I found and it did not matter where in the in the country I spoke. It did not matter the education level. It did not matter the net worth. No one really fully understood how the building blocks actually worked. And so that's where, it, again, it really is to our long-term benefit, to our family's benefit, to become educated, maximize your Medicare, your book, really outlines that in very specific detail, as you said, with all the hundreds of footnotes to go along with it. <laughs> Maybe overkill on, on my part, uh, Kate, but it just goes to highlight that we've got these base cases, and we've discussed a couple of very important ones here, but you could immediately hear that I have to throw in, I have to mention these exceptions because there are so many exceptions to the base case. Because simply put, a person may have a particular health care need that is addressed better in one way or another. A person may have a different set of financial priorities. I wrote Maximize Your Medicare with the perspective that it's not my place to say what someone should do with their money. It's not my place to, to say, here's how you should prioritize your life. That's your private matter. I'm here. The book is there. The YouTube channels are there. Our interviews are there in order to describe how these elements work in an unbiased way so that the person can then evaluate all the choices that they have. And there are many. Now, the word penalties has come up. So when do penalties start to surface that we can you know, be aware of that and make sure we avoid that pitfall? Sure. That's a great question. And a very, anytime anybody hears the word penalties, then they, their ears turn on. And I'm going to make it slightly worse, which is in most vast majority of cases, these are lifetime penalties. It is not one-time penalty. You need to have both prescription drug coverage and health insurance. So what you cannot do is you cannot retire at 65 and then enroll at 67. What will happen is there will be a delay for the coverage to begin, and then there are going to be two separate penalties, one for no medical insurance, one for no prescription drug benefit insurance. Those penalties 
are calculated by the federal government. If you are, and in addition to that, if you go into that phase, there's nothing that Jay can do to help you out of it. I can't put us back into that time capsule. That's why it's so important to understand and be prepared prior to turning 65 so that you can understand what penalties exist to avoid them, which can't, and they are avoidable with just the right knowledge. So the thing is we can enroll in Part A while we continue to work. It's just there. Then we don't have to worry about a penalty there. The Part Part D is the drug coverage, correct? Right. So there's Part B, which is medical. There's Part D, which is drug coverage. If you're covered by your employer, then that would certainly be the medical. Then the question becomes whether the prescription drug coverage in your employer plan met the standard for Medicare. And in the vast majority, the answer to that is yes. There will be a paragraph in your explanation of benefits that does stay this. So as a result, because of that, generally speaking, you're not penalized. And then you retire. Let's say you retire when you reach full retirement age. As long as you then enroll in Medicare without a lapse, and the lapse periods are different, which is adds further complications. But for simplicity's sake, let's just say you can't retire from your job at full retirement, Social Security, FRA, which is full retirement age, wait two years, and then enroll in Medicare. No, that would subject you to the late enrollment penalties. If you enroll in Medicare and let's just say the month or the day after you've retired, then there won't be no penalty. Okay. And that that's the same for Part D, so that you have the prescription coverage. And this is the crazy part about it, is the amount of lapse time that is allowed by federal rules is different for Part B and Part D before the penalties are calculated and assessed. So we're in the deep end of the pool now, Kate, whether or not you intentionally brought us there. (laughs) These are very, very subtle rules. And as a result, I tell persons, I generally tell persons, let's make sure we're very well prepared months in advance. Okay. So that we can make sure that we have correctly attached Medicare once a person actually does retire. Okay, that that kind of makes me shudder. I hope others are feeling that same kind of thing, not to be put off, but just to be encouraged, like, be on top of this situation. And the way to do it is to be educated and informed. So we have mentioned your book, Maximize Your Medicare. That's a great resource, a great tool. Um, You mentioned watching... um, podcasts and or listening to podcasts, that sort of thing, YouTube channel. We can do all of that. We can do that through your website, right? Yes, you can get through if you just simply search for Maximize Your Medicare. Certainly MaximizeYourMedicare.com. There's a free newsletter that we are sending out, update bulletins, observations on things that we notice in the public eye to try to give persons an objective view of the facts that are out there and maybe 
creating confusion and try to clear up these points. Again, the world is pretty blurry, Kate, and we have a lot of noise out there. So we're trying to keep people well-informed so that they are not blindsided. And again, the options, the right options under Medicare systems still heavily in the consumer's favor. And that should give us a great comfort, I think, that that is the case. So it behooves us. It's in our best interest, obviously, for our life, for our sake, to just really get informed. And, J.O., I am just always so amazed by all the information you have and being so the way you focus on really wanting to share it in as clear a manner as possible uh, really speaks highly to uh, who you are and the work that you're doing. So I, I so greatly appreciate that. And of course, taking time with us for these conversations, I realize now that we just need to do these on a more regular basis just because there's so much to cover. Would you agree? Oh, I would absolutely think so. This the changes will continue, Kate, even this past year. We've had the Inflation Reduction Act, which has introduced a number of different developments into the Medicare system. And again, these are not negative, but they will affect the what people choose and how they choose amongst the many selections. And as far as sharing it with you, Kate, your question is excellent. It's always a privilege. Well, many thanks to you, and let's hope that this has reached the ears and the hearts that need it. Here, here to that.